Hey, I'm Kat. And I'm Allie. And we're the Wednesday Girls. Happy Wednesday, or whatever day of the week you decided to listen to us. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We're back. Here we are, back again. Episode two. Episode two of the Wednesday Girls podcast. Yeah. I'm Al. I'm Kat. Thanks for hanging with us for the next little bit. I don't know. We, we don't, don't figure out the timing yet. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. <laughs> whatever we edit to in the end. Depends on how long it takes yeah. me to learn how to edit. <laughs> so, um, okay, so last podcast, last episode... We ended by talking about our two takeaways. Um, one, you were meant to spread send me a spreadsheet to do. You didn't send it to me. I did not. <laughs> but in all fairness, I probably wouldn't have done it yet. Um, and then our other takeaway, which I think was more exciting. Well, personally, I do, but you do love your spreadsheet. More exciting than the spreadsheet? <laughs> was that we were supposed to try to make an effort to meet someone in the wild. Right. So how'd that go for you? So I'm thinking about the days since I've seen you. And I think I could count on one hand the number of times I've actually left my house <laughs> in, the last, in the last like two weeks or 10 days. Um, so poorly, poorly. Yeah, <laughs> it went bad. Uh, I did not do it basically is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. What about you? Uh, yeah, also failed. I, <laughs> yeah, but I was back in that coffee shop a few times. Although, like, ironically, I was, like, trying not to spend as much money on coffee the past few weeks. But I was back in that coffee shop, and I, I did do some look rounds when I got in there. But um, no no cuties to smile at. Um, so, no, I failed. Um, I did do a online date. Well, sorry, I did a date in person with someone <laughs> I met online on Hinge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think we're counting that as wild, so... Yeah, I went on a date since I saw you last, too. How was yours? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. Was there a second... Well, there had to be a second date, because you always have a second date. There was a second date, yeah, the next day. Ooh. Yeah, it was like... Oh, now that I'm thinking about it, we our first date was on a Wednesday. <laughs> My date was on a Wednesday. Are you kidding too? me? We went at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Although there's no second date for me, so I mean, maybe this is a good good time to segue into what a Wednesday girl even is, because that's the name of our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this was kind of this kind of came from some of your experiences, so. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this this um, where did a Wednesday girl come from? So I actually had been dating this guy for a little while. Um, Where did you meet him? Online. Okay. Yeah, we met online. It was during the days of COVID when it was like really locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we didn't have a label or anything, but we had agreed to be exclusive during that time. Um, Situationship. Yeah, well, like, I don't not even together, know if I would have... but not Yeah, not but, together. like, it wasn't, like... I wouldn't have called it a situationship. Now, looking back, that's obviously what it was, mm-hmm. but I think I was kind of uh, oblivious to that at the time. And, uh, yeah, while I was seeing this guy, I was also seeing my therapist, and, you know, he... He, this guy had been recently out of a longer term relationship, so. Ugh, they always are. Yeah, okay. so I was definitely like a rebound girl, um, mm. which like he was insistent that I wasn't. Um, but, you know, I ignored a lot of signs I was. And um, 
yeah, we, we were dating in the fall into the winter and he actually ended up breaking up with me over text on New Year's Eve. Um, so that was, that was a really great way to end the year. Um, <laughs> end it or start it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely do under that fresh start. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty freaking brutal. Um, and then I was talking to my therapist about it, who of course for like months had been hearing me talk about this guy. And she said to me, cause this guy at the time, when we first started dating, this is really important, we had been hanging out on weekends and we'd been doing these really romantic and sweet dates mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and it slowly kind of shifted to, well, I have to go mountain biking this weekend or I have to go skiing, you know, activities that I'm I didn't. Busy. Yeah, yeah, activities I didn't do. But I was like, should I be like, should I be mountain biking? And like, the answer is no. Like, I will hurt myself. <laughs> like, I can. I'm a liability. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like at 33, I don't need to get like a broken collarbone. Um, but yeah, so my therapist, our therapist, said to me, you know, Kat, if you want to be a weekend girl and not a Wednesday girl, stop dating guys so into extreme sports and so into themselves. Dang, because they're more into their sports and their hobbies than they are you. So they'll make time to do the sports on the weekend. Yeah. But they'll they'll give you a few hours on a Wednesday. Exactly. So you start dating these people. They make those times on the weekend. You're doing cute dates. And then slowly it gets pushed to like a weeknight. Mm -hmm. You're either going home late or you're waking up really early to get to work because he actually lived really far from me. So I think I had to like wake up at like six in the morning one time to get back home and start my mm-hmm. work day. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's, it's those people that there's, they have such a like set schedule. They're so into their own hobbies. They're doing these. Well, in my case, I guess, extreme sports. I think I'm really attracted to that area, even though I myself <laughs> do no extreme sports. <laughs> um, and then it becomes this thing where you just slowly get shifted to being a weekday. And so, um, that's how the Wednesday girls came about. And I think you can, uh, maybe relate to that a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that as, and as you're, because obviously we've talked about this guy that you were with and we've talked about what it means to be a Wednesday girl a lot of times, but as you're retelling the tale now, I'm thinking back to so many times when I was a Wednesday girl. And I just wanted to address also, uh, you mentioned our therapist. If you listened to our first episode, (laughs) you know that Kat and I have the same therapist. We don't go to like therapy together, although we think that would be, yeah, that would be probably a bit more cost-effective and hilarious, if I'm honest. but our therapist is really, really great. And she she kind of gave me my own version of um, a Wednesday girl, which maybe we'll unpack at a later episode. But I tend to be a back pocket girl yeah. um, is what she what she told me I was being because um, I, let, I let guys put me in their back pocket. Yeah. And I mean, I hope not a lot of our listeners are coming to the realization right now that they also may be a Wednesday girl. Or a back pocket girl. <laughs> or a back pocket <laughs> girl. I mean, like, fuck. I think everybody at one time or another has been a Wednesday girl or maybe has made somebody a Wednesday guy, you know, or a Wednesday girl. Yeah. Well, I would love to think that I'm doing that, but I mean, and to be clear, us both going on a date on Wednesday does not mean that we're a Wednesday girl. That person's a Wednesday girl. That's a first date. A Wednesday girl is where you're starting to date someone and then 
you become less of a priority and then you mm-hmm. get squeezed into their schedule, as you said. So yeah, knowing that, like how many guys that you've dated do you think would be in that category where you're like, oh man, they were making me a Wednesday girl now that I'm thinking back on it? Um, oh, we don't have your spreadsheet. Yet. I know. I was just I'm like looking at Kat, but like reaching over kind of like creepy <laughs> over to my spreadsheet. Which I realized, yes, I was. I said I was gonna judge it. I want there's like some columns I want to add and some entries I need to add to this, which I have not done yet. But and I, I would say I'll do it for our next episode, but like probably I won't because if you listen to the first episode, you'll also know the cat and I both have ADHD, and so following through on things just like in general, like kind of tricky. Uh, but we'll yeah. get there one day. A hundred percent. And I mean, Love Is Blind came out this week, so we've been oh. really busy crushing those episodes. Yeah. Um, so. That was really cute how last night, the first five came out, and Kat and I, instead of watching them like in the same place at the same time, like over text, we were like, okay, hit play now. <laughs> and we just like watched it like alone it together. Was, like, it was totally fun. the vibes of when you were younger and you watched Friends or you watched, mm-hmm. I mean, when Grey's Anatomy first came out and there were still commercial breaks and you would call like your BFF on that three minute commercial break, talk about all the drama, hang up. Then you'd watch eight more minutes of the episode and then you'd call them in between. Mm-hmm. And that was like what the vibe was feeling last night. And it was great because like I didn't have to say who was on the screen next, I could just be like, oh, I hate this guy. And you were like, I know. And we knew exactly who we were talking about. So um, yeah, it was a fun Friday night. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so. Okay, I'm looking at the sheet and I'm thinking, I don't have a column for whether or not I was made a Wednesday or a back pocket girl, but I really should um, include that. I'm look. I can see at least four in the last couple of years. Like four very obvious times out of how many though? How many are on here? 16? I don't know what percentage that is. <laughs> Wait a sec. Isn't that 20%? We'll 25%? No, 20%. Because have four... we met? I don't know how to do Because that's 25%. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's not good. I mean, it's probably yeah, better that's... than my stats. Although I feel like I've been trying, for me, the type of guys that I've dated that are into that, like for me, it is the extreme sports where I think, okay, if I date this person, maybe I really want to get into this hobby that they're into mm-hmm. and that'll be really good for me. But really when you're thinking about that, you're just thinking about a way to change yourself or how somebody can change you. Mm-hmm. And like, you shouldn't go into dating someone thinking you're going to change. And like, if someone is so into extreme sports where they want to go rock climbing every single day, like they should be dating someone who's rock climbing every day. But For sure. that's also rare to find like someone who has that exact same passion, hobby and everything that wants to be into that. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, what, so what do you think about that? Like, do you need to have the exact same hobbies as your partner, as your person? No, but I would say your hobby shouldn't take up you know 60% of your of your schedule like so if you are going to the gym every single night and Mm -hmm. you know or like it to the extreme like a CrossFit person which Mm -hmm. I mean CrossFit really is like in a sense a sport I mean I don't think people treat it that way but if you're doing your sport every single night or you know five to six nights of the week like then then that is an extreme hobby and so 
in that case, like, yes, but for the most part, no, like you don't need to have the same hobby as somebody. Like if you have a different friend group or you're, you're happy being apart at times, that's great. It's great to have those interests together for sure. And if someone wants to do it with you, but I think it's a balance of you can just have a chill hobby and that's great, but it's Mm -hmm. when your hobby becomes like a major part of your day to day and that becomes the priority Mm -hmm. And then you're scheduling somebody around that because your number one priority is the hobby that that's when it becomes a difference of level where you need to have that similarity in case. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. A couple of thoughts. First is that I wish CrossFit was more like Fight Club where the first rule of CrossFit is that you don't fucking talk about CrossFit. Oh my God, Um, yeah. No offense to anybody out there that does CrossFit. It's because I'm jealous and can't do a pull-up or really even a push-up or anything like that. I'm not jealous at all, so Uh, (laughs) I do mean offense. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then, yeah, next I would say, like, I... I totally get it. A guy fully broke up with me last summer. We were we were in a little situation shit for like I want to say like six months. Um, but he broke up with me because I don't like camping, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, cool. which is ironic cool. because okay, like where cool. we live, you got three months of the year to camp. Well, maybe four, unless you're going winter camping, in which case that person's just a bit of a psycho. In which case you yeah you don't want you want to be a psycho. Um, <laughs> And like, I didn't no offense to all you winter campers out there. We love winter camping. We, we love, love that for we you. We love those people. We're just concerned. But no, like, that's just like, so that's, well, I mean, and that really is a weekend hobby, so. Yeah. And I just like, and I remember hearing that and, and telling this person and I'm like instantly thinking right away, like, okay, that's bullshit because it was right in my hinge profile. That's where we met mm-hmm. that I don't like camping. Yeah. Um, I make it very clear because. Yeah. It's not my bag, but a lot of people around here love to camp. We live really close to the mountains and mm-hmm. national parks and stuff. Um, and so I kind of was like, I feel like there's, hopefully, there's other reasons that you want to break up with me that aren't just that I don't like camping. Like, that kind of seems like bullshit to me that you dated me for six months and, like, met my family and, like, this is the reason you're going to use, yeah. like, that I don't like. And, like, I'll also note that... At no point did he ever invite me to go camping with him or anything like that. Like, he didn't, like, ever suggest it. I didn't it. even get a chance to zip our sleeping bags together. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, it's romantic. I mean, I would have, of course I would have gone. I think that's important, too. Like, so if someone 100%. is really passionate about whether it's CrossFit or camping or, like, whatever it is, I think yeah. um, it's important to when you're in a relationship with someone, like, take an interest in those things, whether it's mm-hmm. learning how to do something maybe or I don't know, going to CrossFit with them or, or like making the time like meeting them after like whatever it is mm-hmm. or like going camping like if this guy had asked me I would have said yes like I would have complained probably the entire time which would have been really <laughs> annoying but um I would have gone had he asked me yeah. but um yeah it was just so shocking to me it, it turns out there were other reasons too I, I coaxed them out of him um Maybe that's a, a story for okay. time. But, but that is a really good point because I also think it's interesting because as much as like I go into dating like a guy that's into an extreme sport and I fool myself into thinking, oh, okay, well maybe you're going to take up mountain biking. I think they're also responsible to be like, well, this, this girl isn't into this. It's a major part of my life, mm-hmm. but maybe I can get her into that. And then I think it becomes to a point where... I mean, in my scenario, it's often or always (laughs) that they end it and they like, cause they have this realization, but I'm curious if yours with, with these people where you've been a Wednesday girl, Mm -hmm. has it 
like what is the process of ending it has it ever been you've made that decision or has it been them making oh here comes the spreadsheet pulling folks. spreadsheet ben. has it ever been them making that decision Again, really depressing that I know my answer is a hundred percent rejected, and you're you're a little mixture of both. But yes, yeah, I would I would say def definitely like a a mix. Um, I ended it once because I could like tell it was happening. Yeah, like our plans were like never on the weekend; they were always during the week. But kind of like by the time he was available, it was like kind of late at night. Mm. And like, we both work like a nine to five job that yeah. we need to be up and at him for. So I could like feel it was happening. And mm-hmm. also with this particular person, the, the hobby or like the, the kind of like excuse he was using to make me like a, uh, a Wednesday girl was um, getting drunk alone at the local pub right. by his by his house. Yeah. So I was like, nah, okay, like, yeah, this, that and that's I, a hot mess. Yeah, like, and know. there was definitely like a bit of gaslighting in that situation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I hundred percent know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's probably really hard. I mean, in that scenario, as a friend, like you get so excited for someone. And I was there kind of when that situation started and I was all for it. And then, you know, kind of having this outside look, I had to be like, okay, it's not worth it. But it's also really hard to talk somebody out of that because you still have all these emotions and you're just ignoring those red flags. Like, Mm -hmm. I swear to God, like we're capture the flag of dating. (laughs) (laughs) We totally are. Run towards the red red Spot that baby a mile away, but like watch me run. Like Like the matadors in Spain with the bulls. Like we're the the bull running towards the red flag. Okay, but on that. So then I'm curious, what do you, would you say some flags that like you've ignored? Or maybe you know, actually I shouldn't say you've ignored it. What are some red flags in this situation now that we have become expert Wednesday girls. <laughs> now that we have experience. No, we're captain of the club. <laughs> sure. So <laughs> we should get jackets. Um, so how do you know you're becoming a Wednesday girl? Yeah. Yeah. I would say first thing that comes to mind is again, it's like, um, yeah, only kind of making, making like plans for like kind of a shorter hangout, maybe like during the week. Um, you're not having like sleepovers together or anything mm-hmm. or, stuff like that. Uh, and then also I find when it has happened to me, it's like, um, they're not as responsive, like generally, Mm -hmm. um, like I was in a situation recently where it's like, we had plans to hang, um, for like a, a weekday dinner date. And then like, I hadn't heard from this person and all of a sudden it's kind of like end of the work day and I haven't heard from them Mm-hmm. Um, and like a dinner date to me, that's like seven, seven thirty-eight, maybe like at kind of at the latest, like on a weeknight, I'm mm-hmm. kind of old. Uh, so <laughs> when I hadn't heard from, from this person by like five thirty, six o'clock ish, I'm kind of like, oh, like maybe I just reach out and say like, maybe we just do another time because, yeah. you know, but it's like, yeah, if they're not really responsive or a lot of time is going in between responses for me that's kind of like a a red flag that you're entering maybe some kind of Wednesday girl territory yeah no I think that's totally fair yeah what do you think um yeah I totally agree I also think like one thing is can be is 
what, and I think this goes with the responsiveness, is like, who's planning all the hangouts? Like, who's hosting these things? Who's initiating? Yeah, and like, I've literally gone out with guys where, like, I've been like, oh, come for dinner, and then, you know, they'll text, and I I like to host. I like to plan. I like Mm -hmm. to be organized. I'll do, I'll clean. I'll get everything there. And then I've had people be like, okay, well, but you know, I actually had a pretty late lunch with some friends at work. So like, I'm not super hungry. And you're like, well, that's just like, it's just really obnoxious to mm-hmm. what I, we our agreed plans were. Or just even if like the plans, for example, are you're creating like more of the fun activities around it. Like, hey, let's go to this event going on or this concert or try this mm-hmm. restaurant. And there's always like oh, well, what if I just come over after work and stuff? And I, I had that once where a guy invited me over and he said he was going to cook for me. And I drove. He'd been home for hours and said, oh, I didn't really do anything. Let's just drive and go get some food and take out. And I was like, okay, this is my, like, this is me seeing your place for the first time. Mm-hmm. You had planned all these things. And like, granted things happen, but that was also compiling those all together. It just really wasn't like the effort was being made there. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's just kind of noticing those little things when they all just pile together. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like who is putting more work into this and the For planning sure. and like kind of giving more respect. And I like to think like I'm pretty chill when it comes to dating and mm-hmm. I'm pretty like go with the flow. Um, but like there's a point when that gets pushed and it just becomes like disrespectful. For sure. And then it's it's hard to like say those words when you're, you're starting to date someone because you don't want to be confrontational and you're worried that you're going to come off like a bitch to be honest. Sure, and then yeah. it's like scary to be like, Oh, well, like I, I don't want him to think I'm aggressive, but also like you need to set boundaries and have respect for your own time. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've actually been, um, yeah, a, a guy that I was seeing a guy that made me a Wednesday girl. The one I was saying, the, the really, the really beautiful one that, um, <laughs> would ditch me to go get drunk by himself at the local pub. He told me at one time, that my sort of need or like my tendency to plan was really unattractive, he said. And he was sort of like, you know, like I'm a free spirit and um, I find like someone who's like regimented and scheduled to be like really like a, a turnoff to me. But really, he wasn't a free spirit. He was just like unorganized and like disrespectful, and which which 100%. really gets under my skin. I do like to have a plan. I feel like we only get one ride, right? So like our time is is precious. I know it's kind of deep, but like you know, I, I like to be intentional with my time, and that doesn't mean I'm doing something all the time. I will sit and watch five hours of Love Is Blind and like be quite content doing that. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I don't know, especially when you're spending time with someone that you like, someone that's new, maybe if you see potential there, you want that time to kind of be special or like a little bit more intentional, you know? Yeah. So I I agree with you when it, when it seems like, when it feels like you're putting in sort of like energy and effort to making your time like a little bit, maybe more meaningful, more special, and they're not, mm-hmm. that's kind of... Yeah, that's that's a turnoff for sure. And I think one of my love languages for sure is quality time as well. Um, So yeah, if that time doesn't feel like it's quality, it's just kind of like meh, then that's that's a red flag for sure. I agree as well. It's uh, it's definitely frustrating. Okay, so I have a question Mm because I feel like 
um, these people have a, a way of re-entering into your life or, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to cut those ties. So mm-hmm. what has your experience been with of these people coming back into your life or maybe not at all? Uh, have you blocked their numbers? How often do you revisit that? Do you still creep their Instagram? What's that like for you? <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting, you're like trying not to laugh because... This is like kind of an area where I have a little bit of shame Um, (laughs) because, uh, and this ties in quite nicely with being a back pocket girl, I would say. So um, if I'm not just looking at like kind of the guys that made me a Wednesday girl, I would say in general, when I look at my spreadsheet, I don't even need to pull it up to know. (laughs) Um, This is something that happens to me a lot. I like to say that I don't get ghosted. I get haunted. Like, I'm haunted by I love that. I mean, I don't love that for you. I love that expression. Because often they will sort of, like, end it or maybe we'll kind of mutually ghost each other or, like, like, it'll be over. But then three months, six months, nine months, a year later, they they come back. They like circle back. They slide into my DMs or they'll text me randomly or mm-hmm. comment on like, like a story or something that I've posted on Instagram. Like it's very weird. Like the, the, the number of guys that will just kind of like circle back. And I remember explaining this to our therapist and that's when she said, you're being a back pocket girl. These guys are just chucking you into their like butt pocket. And then when they're feeling some kind of way maybe they're lonely or they're horny or they were dating someone else and it didn't work out and they want you know someone to to hang out with that's when they like call al and like yeah. see where she's at Ugh. because they know that they know i'll say yes they know that i'll hang with them mm-hmm. uh, because if i try to cut someone out of my life it's typically with very very tiny scissors <laughs> <laughs> it's such a terrible feeling too when they like do come back and you know it's because they've gone through a breakup and you're like oh mm-hmm. man like that's the girl they see me as but then it's mm-hmm. so hard to say no at the same time for sure yeah um maybe you should add this to your spreadsheet is and maybe you already have it because you haven't sent it to me Sorry. Um, <laughs> what is the what is the time rate they come back is it three months later is it a time of year do they resurface during like the spring months when, every, when everything's thawing. Yeah, yeah. Like, love is in the air. Like, I'm curious if that's one thing that you track of like, okay, on average, they come back after uh, 90 days or... Because I do feel like sometimes you've texted me and been like, guess who's back in my DMs? And then it, like... And you ask like five different names. Yeah, but then it'll be like three days later and you're like, guess who else is back? And I'm like, holy yeah. hell. Like, so... Um, a very interesting question and this was a phenomenon that kind of made me realize and that I was yeah being a back pocket girl it was around Thanksgiving Canadian Thanksgiving October last Mm -hmm. year I want to say in the space of like maybe a month or six weeks I think I had like three or four different guys from my past kind of circle back and one was about a year old one was about like six months old um so yeah I don't know What's like kind of like the 
the cadence. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. different. I could. Maybe we gotta talk to some psychologists or something. You know Get what? A professor I'm gonna, on here. I'll check. <laughs> I'll check it in the spreadsheet, and I can okay. do, apply but, some logic to get pulling. I mean, that time of year is caffeine season. Have we talked about caffeine season yet? Do we need to mm-hmm. do a quick rundown of what that is? Yeah, maybe define caffeine. Okay, season. so caffeine season is a true phenomenon, which again I explained to our therapist because she was like, <laughs> she thought I made that up, but I was like, no, no, it's like studied. Um, What's the name? Start there. Why is it called cuffing season? Well, because you're cuffed to someone like a handcuff, not like in, in a relationship, a, not in yeah. a sexy way. Yeah, I mean, or maybe that is maybe that good for Hopefully you. Hopefully, in yeah, a sexy I way. I hope you're getting both of those. <laughs> but it means you've coupled up with somebody basically, and it does happen. Like the joke is that it's tryouts near the end of summer, mm-hmm. and then you find your team member. And then you go throughout, you know, the season and then you got the playoffs and then the big game in this metaphor is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then there is, it's proven that Valentine's Day happens and then a lot of these couples will break up or they end mm-hmm. that cuff is uh, unlocked <laughs> yeah. as you find the set of keys. Mm-hmm. And um, it's proven, but it is during the winter months that people like to couple up. It's colder, longer days or shorter days, you know. Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so it's cuffing season. And so it's a joke that like you make it to the big game of Valentine's Day and then does it keep going? And I actually, mm-hmm. one of my friends, uh, she started dating this girl at the same time that I was dating this guy. And we were joking about being in cuffing season together. I got dumped. Uh, and her and her fiance are now engaged. So and she, is, she well. made it. <laughs> that was a few years ago. So, so that stood the test of time. Yeah. So yeah. cuffing season worked out for her. Um, I was the more common statistic in this, but yeah, so that's basically cuffing season. So if mm-hmm. we're joking about cuffing season, but you saying those guys are reaching out to you around the fall really is when that phenomenon starts because that's kind of you know when it starts to get a little bit cooler like christmas is on the horizon new year's you know those are things you kind of want to date for yeah so yeah usually around like late summer fall that's that's the draft right that's when you're trying to uh Hit your wagon to someone else's. Cuff yourself to someone else. Thank you for that rundown of cuffing season, by the way. Absolutely. I'm sure one of our two listeners is my mother. (laughs) Um, So there you go, Mick. Um, We'll do our best to explain some of the the slang because um, happily married for many, many years. So... Has no idea what cuffing season you know, I, is. I bet You're she lucky. went through some seasons back in the day and now she even knows it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I wonder what the like 80s version of cuffing season was. I'll ask her. Probably a lot more drugs. Yeah, probably a lot more fun. To and hairspray. Probably way more fun. Way more tr- lots of blue eyeshadow. Yeah, lots of like very tight zipped up pants. And yeah. Yeah, my mom said back in the day, sidetrack, that she would wear jeans that, and my mom was like tiny, that she'd lay on her bed and use like a coat hanger to pull the oh. zipper up oh on her pants because so that's tight. how tight they were. And so those ladies Dang. had a different look back they then. They really went for it. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're all about the sweatpants. <laughs> Athleisure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is what the sporty boys like. Those are it's true. Guys. If we want to, right? Yeah. I should just start wearing uh, Patagonia and I'll attract all the men that like camping. Yeah. It's and the tech bros. Just, let's yeah. just go hang out at the local outdoor store yeah <laughs> yeah really have you seen that thing online it's like a girl in her car and she's like looking really cute and she's putting lipstick on and she's like in the parking lot at home Depot. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's like i'm gonna go look lost yeah. in quotes in the in the hardware like wood section it's true although i feel like when you go in home depot it's just like a million workers like are there like you oh, go totally. down an aisle and they're like do you need help but i'll be like 
No, and sometimes yeah. I do want help. It's just I'm, I'm too embarrassed to ask you my dumb question. Right? But... Yeah. It takes it takes no time at all. Kay. I wait until like a, a grandfather type asks that... me, what? and then I'm like, oh yeah, like I need a drain stopper or whatever it is that right. I need. Okay. Well, maybe that's our new meat in the wild thing is we just have to go to a we Home go Depot. to a hardware store. Yeah, I should stay away from the outdoor stores, as should you, since you hate nature. So yeah, it's, I'm not going to go to like a bass bad pro shop and hang out in the yeah. Okay, section. so <clears throat> new takeaway is we need to go to a Home Depot. Actually, do a mute cute, but it has to be at a hardware store. <laughs> I need some new light bulbs. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for some screws. <laughs> How do you think this hammer works? <laughs> really I'm down just that a girl. Wood. I need a hammer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll come up with some more metaphors before Pound we go. Town, some. We'll work on it. We'll work on yeah. it. <laughs> um, was that a weird sidetrack? Where are we at? What What was the What was the question? Oh, ma'am, I don't know. We were talking about people creeping back into our lives. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. And so the, the cuffing season, the time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. So same question for you. Same question for you. Are they Are they crawling back? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl is a good one. I don't think, yeah, they're not coming fast. Um, <laughs> what's slower than a crawl? Like, what's a snail doing out there? It's a, a, a drag? Slinking like along. A, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I think a mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely been some guys where I, it's just I've fully blocked that. Yeah. And up until recently, I wasn't really on the social media. So really, mm-hmm. text messaging and everything was that communication. But yeah, there's some, there's um, one guy that I feel like has kind of been consistently in and out for the past few years. I know exactly who you mean. (laughs) I know we're not like going to get into that, but literally Al knows about it because it was um, conversations this week that were coming through and stuff like that. So that's been an interesting, definitely unpack that with the therapist. Mm -hmm. She then asked me what his red flags were because I was kind of talking about it. Like your red flags about him? Yeah, and she, okay. she was like, well, what is, what, like, what are some red flags that you should be yeah. aware of there? And I was like, oh my god. Honestly, uh, that man's biceps just make me see in black and white, so, like, it doesn't even matter. I'm like, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, also someone who's He's into the extreme man. sports, yep. so, real weakness there. Yeah, so, that's, I think, like, a recurring one in my life, and it's a two-way street. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, every once in a while, f- slide into his DMs and vice versa, so... Yep. But it is something where I think, like, I'm very aware of, like, this isn't something just casual that I could just handle mm-hmm. and drop it. And so um, I've set the boundary of that, like, this isn't an in-person thing for the time being. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm freaking Wonder Woman over here or some, like, superpowers of resistance. But, yeah, no, it's... Because we I mentioned his biceps, right? Like, <laughs> like this, this man is, like, sculpted from marble. He is so yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's, um... It's really not fair. Yeah, uh, it's kind of rude, honestly. It is rude. Yeah. Like, be considerate of others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so there's like a few, but I don't think, again, I would just say as a consistent theme here, my percentage of <laughs> returns is lower than yours. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, wait. I have a point. I like okay. made a weird face because I like have or like have a, I have a question, and this is something that you and I have discussed before because we're we end up in kind of similar situations, but I think we deal with them like very differently. And I think the reason that I tend to be a back pocket girl, um, kind of post Wednesday girl, like back pocket girl happens a little bit later in the process when they come <laughs> crawling back, and maybe it doesn't happen to you, is because I think you are a lot better at kind of 
setting those boundaries and being like, yep, okay, nope, like it's it's done. And like I've never blocked a single number from my phone ever. Oh, you should and try you it. have. Nice. And I want you to tell and I wrote this down like 30 minutes ago. Let's revisit this guy that broke up with you on New Year's. Sorry about that. Yeah. I remember you telling me that it was via text message and correct me if I'm wrong, you just did not reply to him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So what happened was, um, we had seen each other after Christmas and obviously there's just a few days in between that and the time warp, like in between Christmas. Yeah. So just a a short stretch. And during that time we had talked about hanging out on New Year's Eve. And so it was a day before New Year's Eve and I had messaged him and I said, Hey, like, what's our plan for tomorrow? And he kind of came back and said, oh, like, did we have a plan? And this is something we had talked about. Amnesia, interesting. Yeah, he had been at my house for like a couple of days and I was like, well, we for sure talked about this. Um, and he came back with, you know, I'm actually have a really early ski day on New Year's Day. So I'm going to get up really early, but maybe we can hang out afterwards if I'm not too tired. And I was instantly frustrated by that. Yep. So um, the next day was New Year's Eve. I remember I woke up. I did a workout because I was angry and I was like, burn some of this, burn some of this anger. Workout. Got it. And I messaged him and I said, Hey, can you just give me a call in a little bit when it's good for you? Cause we were at the point where we were having phone conversations. Mm-hmm. A few hours went by. I hadn't heard from him. It was getting into the afternoon at this point. And so I was a little frustrated and I actually, um, decided to go for a walk over to my sister's house. It was really close by cause, um, They had just bought my nephew some skis and I wanted to see them. Mm -hmm. So I walked over and as I was walking to her house, I got this text message from him basically ending things, um, saying I didn't want to say this over the phone. I would mess it up, blah, blah, blah. And like we're at the point where I would have never even done that over the phone. Like this would should have been an in-person, an in-person thing. thing. Oh, yeah. I should tell you another story about breaking up with someone over in person. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I'm just like gobsmacked and I walk into my sister's house. There's people there and I just like start crying and I turn around and walk out. Aww. And my sister follows me out and goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I just hand her my phone and she reads the text mm-hmm. message from this guy and she was like, I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> Classic <laughs> big sister. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. So I went home I was really sad. I cried. I didn't know what to say in that point. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I just want to say back, this is really mean how you did this. I yeah. never would have done this to you. I Like, I get if you're ending it, like, there's other things about it. But, like, that mm-hmm. was just mean. And then I wanted to say things back where I just wanted to be, like, hurtful to him. Sure. And then, so I thought about it. I talked to my friends about what to say. They said, we'll help you draft some messages. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to sleep on it. I can respond to him tomorrow. So I woke up. It was a new day. A new year. (laughs) And I thought, I don't want, I want to be like nicer this year. And then I thought, I don't have anything to say back to him that would be like constructive Mm -hmm. or would make me feel better Mm -hmm. or just even worthwhile. So I just never said anything back. And like for me, that was just like what I needed. And knowing him, that probably actually ate him up. It probably would have been more helpful for him if I had of like screamed at him or said something mean and then validated his and decision. And he probably, he probably was expecting that. Yeah. And so it was probably like going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But for me, and like I, I didn't do it with that intention of like it eating him up. It mm-hmm. really was for me where I was like, 
if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And mm-hmm. I didn't have anything. It wasn't going to switch, change the situation. Right. Like, what was I supposed to do? Coach him in the future how to break up with someone? It was just yeah. like, that was like, this isn't, this isn't my responsibility. So I just yeah. never said anything. Um, I ended up blocking his number. So like, I've never heard from him again. I doubt we'll ever see each other. Don't run in the same circles or mm-hmm. in the same area. And that was just kind of the end of it there. So yeah. And yeah. I remember you telling me that on one of our walks around the neighborhood. And I was just like so in awe of your <laughs> restraint and like how mature that was because I I could never. Like I, I just like, I, I think if I were to get a text like that, I would go off. Like I'd probably send like a crazy long message or something like I don't think I'd like lose my mind but I definitely say something like and I just think it's such a fucking power move (laughs) that you were just like not even worth it not or like I don't have anything nice to say yeah I cannot change the situation I'm just gonna say nothing but see I would probably send something like maybe we can still be friends and then they're like oh there she goes in the yeah and like I I think he did say something about wanting to still be friends but not wanting to be in a relationship with me or something like it was some I don't have the message either like I will delete those text messages I don't hold on to those Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure one of my friends has a screenshot of it somewhere but (laughs) um yeah no and so like it was interesting and maybe it was probably also helped that I literally was in shock like I was waiting to get a phone call from this person to figure out our plans because I was like I just want to know what our plans were. And I was annoyed. And, and so plan, when you're yeah. waiting from a phone call for someone that you think, okay, well, maybe I'll see them tomorrow. And mm-hmm. instead I get it like a long novel text message dumping you. Mm-hmm. You're really, really blindsided me. And so it probably helps that I was a little bit in shock too. And then, you know, I didn't really think that if you're not going to call me or see me in person, then I didn't really need to say anything back. Because that really also just was like, really defined the relationship at the end where Mm -hmm. I had this whole like full circle of this guy made me a Wednesday girl this guy gaslighted me he made me feel this way but really like he made me backseat back pocket not a priority treated Mm -hmm. me really poorly in a sense and I don't think he probably would even reflect on that and think that that way still Mm -hmm. but now looking back on it I think oh man like that was some like really stupid things that I let happen in that moment because I was just trying to be this chill, fun girl who liked this Mm -hmm. guy. It's something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Whether you're dating, like modern dating, you're dating now, you're in your 30s, you're like whatever. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have probably been in a similar situation. And I think that, yeah, the story you just told is like a very good lesson in like, yeah, just like, let those people go if they yeah. like a lesson for me. I mean, for me, it's a lesson for Let both them of go. us. Yeah. Like I'm, cause I'm the type of person. And I think what it is, is that I like to try to re regain control or like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like rewrite the ending a lot of the times I think. Yes. Like they've hurt my feelings, but I don't want it to be, I want it to end up being this like really no cool friendship. Wants, no one or wants like, to be the one getting dumped, right? Totally, like you want right? to be like, like, I came out on top. I, and it's I my got, ego, right? Getting yeah. Way, you know, I, I yeah. like, it's like a Hollywood movie where, you know, I trained and I ran a marathon and then I showed up in like a fucking gown and then I got to oh like God, throw yeah. a drink in your face and go off and dance with the prince, totally. you know, like that's I what we like, think we should have. And really stuff. it's like, yeah. 
But then it's not. And then you think about these people that are like in this mindset or like they do come back and they're obviously not happy. They're not finding what they want. Yeah. And then you became that little crutch for them. So I think in a way it is like when they do come crawling back and you say no, like that is you ending it and that's you having the upper hand. So yeah, yeah kind of like ending it. Yeah, in a way that feels like it's on my terms or where mm-hmm. I'm like in, more in control. And I think it's like totally normal for that to be what you want but it's just it doesn't always just happen that way right so yeah you just kind of gotta accept it but maybe it's just everyone just needs to get dumped on new year's eve and then it's a new year new day so that's (laughs) new year new day but i feel like saying nothing in a way it's like that was you kind of taking control because i think that sends a message of like god you're not even worth a response bro like (laughs) see ya like i'm not even gonna bother like you know i'm like I feel like, yeah, probably all the next day, whenever his phone, you know, like pinged or whatever, he was probably like, oh my God, is that, is that her? Like, is what's the, the message? W- it's coming. Like, yeah, I never really thought about it that way. Cause but, uh, it was a while ago. It was a lesson learned. And yeah. now I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm getting better at avoiding those. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we can both agree. Yeah. That we, <laughs> we can spot the signs of. Maybe a guy that might make us a Wednesday girl. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily run away from those people when we know. We just like acknowledge those signs, but then like carry on yeah. moving forward <laughs> with them. Whoops. Um, so maybe we'll get better. Totally. I mean, that story was uh, a few years ago and, you know, we're now the podcast named after it. Here so we are. like, <laughs> it's a, it's a Learn, journey. Learning so many different things. You maybe know? our takeaways is... Um, it's okay to to not let them come crawling back. It's okay to just stop talking to them or them to yeah. be the one that ended it. And you can just put the kind of final nail in the coffin when they yeah. do come back. Right? Like, yeah, you don't, like, you don't owe that person anything. They don't owe you anything. Yeah. So just, and like, yeah, don't, don't try to fucking be friends with people yeah. that you met. Like, especially, I don't know, the stage of our lives, like, we're almost mid 30s it's kind of like <laughs> like we got we got our friend circles like i got mm-hmm. plenty of friends i don't need a fucking random from the internet that made me feel shitty about myself yeah well we got lots more of those stories i don't to need come. <laughs> i don't need them to be my friends okay and i feel very empowered right now but i'm telling you yeah. next time you know who messages me and i respond to them i'll just forget that this yeah. conversation ever happened i'm weak okay i'm weak and you know what my takeaway is that i don't think i've dated very many guys that are handy and you know what i am if any of those guys are listening i'm sorry but i think that's the truth so maybe home depot <laughs> is, is the, the ticket. solution is the ticket. ticket so we'll report back on that <laughs> oh my god okay that's my takeaway <laughs> That sounds great. Okay, cannot wait uh, to hang with you again. Next episode, maybe we will finally go out into the wild to Home Depot, Canadian Tire. I love it. Lowe's. In our new red flag jackets. (laughs) In in our new red flag club, um, RFC jackets. um, Leather sleeves. I'm thinking like bomber style, like varsity jacket. Oh, yeah, like Grease style. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is this just a musical? Until next Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for listening to us. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Wednesday Girls Pod and find us online at thewednesdaygirls.com. Like and subscribe wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday.